Welcome to a, another episode of Candid Conversations. I'm your host, Mark D. Sitting next to, to me here this evening on the panel is Mr. Frank Whitfield and Mr. Ethan West. Um, tonight's titles. titles. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a black man in America. In Lorraine County, <laughs> Urban League president. Indeed, indeed. And Frank is very pivotal in the community. Um, and one of the things that we're going to talk about is very close to his heart. Mm -hmm. um, tonight's topic of conversation is what does your healing look like? And what that is to say and ask is that in the midst of whatever trials and tribulations that you're going through, where do you find your peace? How do you get peace? So we're here to sit and, and you know, one of the things that I've always um, expressed for myself is that becoming more and more in tune with the universe and listening to what the universe has to say. And these past couple weeks, one of the things that, that I've been hearing is that people are hurting. Um, you know, they, they don't know what to do in certain situations. They're getting frustrated. Um, they're almost at their wits end. Um, so what came up as far as the healing and it branched off into um, the segue, which, which we will talk about tonight is mental health and mental illnesses. Um, because we have a lot going on, and I know because of society's norms, uh, religious norms, uh, relationship norms, family norms, it's hard for someone to say that I need help. Um, so we just wanna give you some information, you know, our views and our opinions, you know, on, on and, and just get the conversation started, as I always say. Um, so we, 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 want, we want to go right into the conversation. Um, Frank, what does, what does mental illnesses look like? So, yeah, I think it looks different for a lot of people. Um, you know, for some people, it's more of, um, you know, some people have signs of depression. Some people have signs of anxiety. So the, the whole... Noited, you know, you're like, man, why are you so noited? You right. know, well, you know, that's a form of anxiety. You always worried about what's gonna happen. You know, right. if something's gonna go wrong, and another's like, man, why are you always down, man? You always bringing a room down. You know, that could be signs of depression. But I think that uh, mental health overall, we got to look at it just like you know, we was talking off air about any sort of muscle that you have, your mind, your brain is a muscle, and like, if you're not taking care of it. Mm -hmm. uh, and managing the health of it, it can get out of control. So right. it's on a continuum. Some, you know, so all of us got some sort of mental health. It's just how well are we managing? Are we strong mentally? Are we are we building strength mentally, or are we, uh, you know, are we getting out of shape mentally, uh, or are we suffering and sick mentally? So, Mr. West, when it, when it comes to strengthening your mind, you know. Uh, um, from lower energy to higher energy. What is your opinion on how one can go about that? Well, I guess it's just constant exercise of the mind. You know, a lot of time, there's a, there's a lot of stuff out here nowadays that just really dumbs our minds down. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that, that pays and that contributes to the spike, if you will, in mental health illness and, or lack thereof or yeah. 
healthy mental or, or unhealthy mental. I mean, we see a lot of, and I think, well, especially, let me, oh, we can back up too. We can go back to the, the crack ep- epidemic. Okay. I mean, a, lot of the, a lot of the babies are of age now. Mm. Right. You know what I mean? And those drugs did a number on the offspring. Mm. So, now, you know, we, I mean, we're dealing with a different animal as far as the way of thinking, the mentality. Mm-hmm. So it, 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 this is just a whole new wave of diagnosis could oh, be yeah. out there too. And, right. it, and it's interesting that I'm, I'm proud of our country now that we recognize people on drugs have a mental illness. Yes. But during that crack epidemic, they wasn't it seeing was it. <laughs> <with a mental laughs> right. It was just throw them in jail. <laughs> yeah, it was put them in jail. They wrong. They crooks. They, you know, they worse the society. Uh, but now we've come to a place of awareness now uh, due to the recent opioid epidemic that now we really see that, all right, this is a this is a mental health issue this person is dealing with, and they're trying to cope with it in other ways. So, um, And you're right, it's been, some of the stuff has passed down. We know we saw crack babies being born addicted to drugs, so we know so much of what we got mentally in our health is passed down mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. before. So it don't even have to be as dramatic as drugs. Right. I see a lot of the stuff my mother and father struggle with, and I'm like, man, that's in me. Right. You know, that worry right. she got, that's in, I see the same thing in me. So, you know, those sort of things pass down as well. Okay, so so it, it so some mental illnesses can be a learned behavior. Oh, yeah. The environment. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Okay. We can go with the situation at the border with the kids getting <sighs> ripped from their parents, right? Mm. Mm. Right. Those, I mean, they're kids now, but we don't know the effect. They, they already said it's going to have an effect on oh, the yeah. child. Oh, of course. So it's just so many different yeah. moving parts yeah. to yeah. to the environment that you were grown, you you were in. Oh, yeah. even as an adult, something can <laughs> yeah. can, can trigger. Yeah. Oh yeah, I mean, they got this thing with uh, called Aces, adverse childhood effects. I believe is the Aces. If you look it up, it's uh, it's all about like these different things that hurt a child's mental health so like things mm-hmm. we don't even think about like right. arguing in front of children mm-hmm. divorce mm-hmm. um some of these things and they say if your ace scores is like so high before a certain age they need to go see somebody because it's gonna have a long-term effect on them so these wow. kids that we talking about at the border you know they they probably have exp- they ace scores is probably super high just right. dealing right. with so much but do you think about the kids in our neighborhoods growing up you know, and the things they see, the violence on a daily basis, uh, the drugs, the, you know, the craziness that we see growing up in, in the, you know, in the hood, for lack of better terms. Um, you know, that's having an adverse effect on all of us, especially on the children. Yeah. Right. And and you know what? Um, that's a form of PT- PTSD. Well, no doubt. Absolutely. No doubt. You know, and, Absolutely. and what ends up it. happening is that one of the things, um, as you grow older, you know, now you're 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 worried. Mm-hmm. You know, what I'm saying uh, mm-hmm. which brings anxiety. Yep. You know, um, because now you feel that you've lost control. Oh yeah. I you mean, know, so anything can be a trigger. Yeah, I mean, you think about. So I always say, like, I was raised well. I grew up on the South Side of Lyria, but I my parents were really good parents. They weren't. They didn't live together, but they I had really good parents. And some of the crazy stuff I've seen, you know. Uh, rest in peace, uh, Earl Mason. We, you know, we just celebrate his memorial. Um, you know, the night 
he was killed. He was 15 years old. I was 16 at the time. I was with him that night. Mm. So like that meant that that thought in my mind of like, wow, I was with this guy 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock at night. He was killed maybe I think two in the morning. Mm-hmm. It's like that impacted all of us. Though we just kept on like living life for RIP. Let's keep it moving. Right. Like that. That still affects us. And you can see people on Facebook, like, it, people still feel that. Well, another young man we lost, Antonio Dukes, you know, a couple years ago. That had a huge impact on me as a grown man. You mm-hmm. know, I had spent time with him uh, weeks prior to that happening. So, like, like that messed that messed my world up, you know, because uh, I've known him since he was a little boy. So even in the fact that, you know, I still haven't had a chance to talk to somebody about, about that, it. you know, a professional right. about it. Right. I'm still trying to cope with it on my own. Um, and I know that that time is coming where I will have to you talk release about it. this stuff. You know right. what I mean? Um, and a lot of us have dealt with so much death. You know, this right, is not right, normal. Right. When I when I when I'm in other communities talking to folks, they don't deal with the amount of death that we deal with. Mm-hmm. I mean, we losing folks as teenagers, not even reaching thirty, not even reaching twenty. This ain't normal. Right. And for us, it's normal, but it. it to the biology, it's not. <laughs> You're exactly right. Yeah, and, and I guess you go back in history as far as just the timeline on what black folks had to deal with in this country. So after right. slavery, that affects you mentally. I always get the scenario just on how former black folks weren't treated, they weren't given the proper treatment after slavery happened. Um, I give the example, those three girls over in Seymour, was uh, held hostage by Castro right. all those years. Mm-hmm. Well, 10 years. Mm-hmm. You wasn't going to let them just go out in society. Mm-hmm. Those girls today still getting treatment wow. from what they had. Wow. Now, you take a whole group of black folks in this country from <laughs> generations yeah, yeah. Right. of it, then all of a sudden you're free one day. You're released with no therapy, no mm-hmm. no, no anything. Wow. Go figure it out. Wow, wow. Yeah, and, and what's even crazier is that uh, as we had mentioned earlier as far as having uh, it being a learned behavior, you know, some mental illnesses, because now you're now we've we've raised our children. We've been raised based on fears and triggers of our parents <laughs> and, and their parents and their parents yeah, so and on, their yeah. parents, parents, yeah. which sometimes is usually multiplied. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so <laughs> now, you know, lo- looking at, at our generation and us raising our children, are we raising our children off of those uh, same phobias, yeah. you know, same anxiety triggers, you know, uh, uh, same uh, uh, fears that have been detriment to to our growth. We, and, we were and, just talking to them on, on air about <laughs> your daughter. I felt like you was taking a shot at me. I'm gonna tell you like this. I'm the same way. <laughs> yeah. I heard my daughter went swimming yesterday. I was I was scared right. because, yeah, because yeah. I don't know how to swim. Yeah. So I'm yeah, like, ah, oh. yeah, yeah. but right. you can't project what you don't know and exactly. don't know how to yep. do on your children. Right. That's, that's a mental illness. Yep. It no is. Doubt. No yeah, doubt. yeah, yeah. You that phobia that of water. Yeah, yeah. That's, and that's what I was uh, we off air. My daughter just learned how to swim. She's in swimming lessons. So today she jumped off the diving board <laughs> and like the level of anxiety I have about the whole experience is just crazy. You know, and I'm trying not to project it on her. Right. And um, 
So I don't let I try not to let her see my worry. I'm like, oh, you went off the diving board today. That's great. Then when I talk to my wife, I'm like, man, well, you know, she all right. Did she, <laughs> right? she you know, did she, did she come straight up? You know, all that stuff. You know. Uh, so yeah, it's it's tough. And you know, it's you know, I got a daughter going to college Saturday. Wow. Um, going to DC. Congrats. That, I, so we, that that mental health right there, like that's right. another piece of that separation anxiety and like, yes. you know, that's I mean so. You know, I know eventually we're going to talk about how people cope and right. how they cope with their right. mental health and deal with that. Um, but it's no doubt about it. You know, my wife and I, like, we got to be diligent right now because mm-hmm. we got a lot of transitions going on. And anytime there's transitions, it's like with a plant. When you uproot any plant and move it, there's trauma to that plant. Right, mm-hmm. right. You know, so as we go through all these transitions in life, that's trauma. You mm-hmm. know, whether you moving, changing jobs, having a baby, you know. you know, What's a monumental monumental life-changing things yeah. and sometimes we just try to like tough it out or whatever and we got to come up with some other ways to cope you know? see i think i mean we don't know how to use outlets right you know what right. i mean to release like man this is on my mind so yeah i mean i guess this is good this platform is good for us to get the get the information out there get the conversation started exactly yeah for people to realize you're not alone. I mean, yeah, if you're feeling yeah, like this, yeah, yeah. talk to somebody about it. Yes. It's, it's a fear of judgment. Yeah. yeah. Yep. There you, you go. Know, yep. and, and I had a conversation with a young lady yesterday, and I had to explain to her the difference between me making an assessment mm-hmm. and judging. A mm. lot of people think judgment is assessment. No, 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 no. Mm. I'm just pointing out how you came to the conclusion that you came to. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not judging you mm-hmm. based on what you just said. You're just using the facts and say, all right, this is what I'm gathering exactly. from the facts. And then I asked her, what does your healing process look like? Mm-hmm. You know, because she admitted that she was bipolar. So I asked her. Wait, hold on. So, she was diagnosed yeah, bipolar? Yeah, that was my question. She, no, 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 self-diagnosed. It, it was a self-diagnosis based on her atmosphere. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Based on how she was raised. And that's why I go back to some of it being a learned behavior. Yeah. You know, but even then, you know, I just it, I guess we just got to be careful with self-diagnosing things. We do. I I remember when I was a kid, which is part of the judgment, um my sister, I love her to death, would joke and say I was bipolar. <laughs> She'd always throw that, "You bipolar." And I just start crying. bipolar. bipolar. <laughs> And as I got older, I really started to like respect what bipolar really is. Like, yeah, man, right. there's people out there who really That's suffer right. with yeah. it. And like, right. for her, for me to play around and act like I had her, or think that I had it, like. That's some serious stuff, you yeah, know. That's real. That, that takes serious, you know, treatment mm-hmm. for. Um, so I just say we gotta be careful with self-diagnosing and, 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 as well. And, and, and we do, you know, because we're all subjugated to that, mm-hmm. you know. And going back to um, family and societal constructs, mm-hmm. you know, and how we're brought up and what we're taught. Um, a, a lot of times, it's important to know where you are. Yes, you know, yes. In, in life. And the fear, especially when it comes to blacks, as far as being professionally diagnosed, mm-hmm. is they're going to put me on medication. 
Yeah, and yeah, this medication yeah. that's supposed to be de- yeah. uh, treating my depression. Yeah. Now I have to worry about having high blood pressure yep. or yep. my sugar going up. Yep. You know, side what I'm effects. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and a lot of want, times, his, they, historically, they misdiagnosis exactly. too. That's that's the thing. Exactly. A, the a lot of our fears are warranted. Our fears don't come from nowhere. Of course, you know, absolutely. Right. If you look at the history of the medical industry, we've been all kind of been in all kind of experiments <laughs> we didn't know we was a part of. Mm-hmm. Right. Misdiagnosed, overdiagnosed, underdiagnosed. So we have a right to be skeptical of uh, of the medical industry, but that's still not an excuse to not pursue of learning and, and figure and finding right. out, you right. know. And I think that's, you know, we got to take that step of self-awareness to figure out, you know, where am I, you know. And, as, you know, you talked about how inundated we is with media and things nowadays. And um, it's hard for us now to, like, quiet ourselves. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, to, like, oh, yeah. just stop, chill and feel like mm-hmm. what's going on like right now i can feel pressure in my chest you know i can feel tenseness in my shoulders mm-hmm. like i can feel it. i can feel my stomach got a little nervousness we on a microphone we live <laughs> so I, I recognize all right this is a natural feeling i'm feeling this way i'm, I'm able to i'm able to recognize why i'm feeling this way mm-hmm. and so now okay let me take some deep breaths Make sure I'm calm. You know what I mean? But if we're not even willing to stop and observe ourselves. Right. You know, you're putting yourself in quicksand. Exactly. Yeah, it, exactly. Can, it can get out of hand quick. Exactly. And then you blow you... up. You're like, dang, what happened? You know, <laughs> where that come from? It's like, no, there were steps along the way before right. you right. went to the blow up. Right. You just wasn't paying attention to them steps along the way. And now you didn't went. And again, know. historically, how society deals with, especially men of color, they don't they don't they don't play that mental illness stuff. Right. You're going to get shot. Yeah. And that's what's going on yeah. today. I mean, it's just a fear and it's, they, they 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 suck they suck into the narrative of, you know, watch out for that crazy black yeah, person. Yeah, yeah. Then you just gotta shoot him dead. Then yep. you just deal with the consequences later. Mm. So this mental illness, I mean, there's a lot of mental illness in humanity. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. In humanity. But sometimes, especially with the media, you see if something happened on a, a shooting, a mass shooting, mm-hmm. it'd be a white male. They're gonna diagnose him as mental illness, off the bat. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, something was mentally ill. No crap. Nobody <laughs> with their right mind will go in there and just shoot up a school building. Yeah, right. Yeah, you know right, what I mean. Yeah, yeah. But if somebody of a man, a male of a male of color does it, he's just crazy. and We just throw him away. No mm-hmm. treatment. Mm-hmm. And that's just been the pattern in society, whether we want to admit it or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's a lot of brothers out here that need some help. Oh no doubt. Oh, I, yeah. I mean, I see it all the time. You know. Um, as I'm interacting with folks out trying to help them out, you can see the pain, the anger, um, you know, and some of them have, have straight up just talked about the, the you know, suicidal thoughts. And, yes. you know, and, and they have this thing called, um, um, I'm sure y'all have heard of this before, um, where uh, people will call the police and try to get the police to kill them on purpose. Now, I'm not yeah. saying, you know, but it's like... Uh, they use almost like the police officer's customer service to yeah, a certain to, degree. To, so, like, like force the hand. Well, I, I, you know, yeah. there's been instances, I believe, where people are ready to give up. So they do something crazy just to get, get the pressure off you or yeah. get the pressure off you. Mm-hmm. Just, like, to go to jail or whatever. It's like, I'm going through all this stuff right now. I don't want to deal with it. I'm going to go do oh, something yeah. stupid. I don't care if I get caught because yep. I just want to get out of the situation. Right. And to me, that's a form. That's in that same vein of suicidal thinking. It's like, I want to give up. I want to give up, so I'm going to do something to, to make myself lose control. Yeah. So I feel like I don't have to deal with it anymore. And I think it happens in professional life as well. Wow. Uh, yeah. that some people don't think about it, but sometimes the professional pressure is so high that you just, 
you just some people just flip out at work and just intentionally try to sabotage their career. You know, some of these scandals that we read about with people, where they're, whether they're stealing or or, or or infidelity, or sometimes that's that's driven by they just got too much pressure. They want they want to be exposed. They're like, I want this thing to be over. So I'm done. So let me do Mo- something stupid. Me yeah, remo- you remove me. I'm not. I, I can't remove myself. Right? The pride. I, 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 yeah, I'm not gonna remove myself. So let me do something crazy, mm-hmm. and then y'all remove me. Out. That's deep. You know. It, yeah, it, that so, is. It, it happens, man, and I'm not. You know, I've struggled with depression. I've, I first found out that um, that I had issues with depression through through a mentor of mine, and I was in a program that they they had when I was a teenager, and uh, he let me read the case, his case notes one day that he had on me, and uh, in the case notes it said, you know, I think Frank is struggling with depression. Here are some of the signs I see, and uh, it almost bring me to tears now thinking about, it, but it it brought me to tears that like wow like. He saw something I hadn't even accepted yet. I hadn't mm. even seen and accepted. And here was somebody else saying, hey, I'm recognizing this, and this is how I'm dealing with him because he's dealing with this issue. So I'm having these conversations, keeping him upbeat, right. et cetera. Uh, but it helped me to be more accepting of it, like, dang, you know, this is something I need to manage and right. watch. Um, Were you angry when you first saw it? What was your your yeah, initial yeah, thought? My like, initial, what's this dude my, talking my, about? My initial thought was just like, a little bit of embarrassment, you know, it's okay. a little bit of embarrassment because like, man, he knew this and I didn't know it. And okay. he could see it this whole time. They he can see it. How many other people can see it and right. I don't know, you know. Right. Um but it was also a sign of relief that I'm not crazy, you know what I mean? Right, right, all, right, right. You know, that's what when we talk about mental health, a lot of times black folks got this continuum. Like, uh, you crazy yeah, or you not. Crazy, you know? Right, right. Like, yeah, there's no like, in between. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's no in between. It's, it's like you, this or that. Yeah, yeah. And it's like um, yeah. That, you know, those are the, diagnosis. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind of it was it was a relief for me to see. All right, there's there's something I can identify. Now that I can identify, I can address it. Mm-hmm. Right. You know. So right, right. Uh, that and was see, one of the big and, things for me. The deep thing about that, Frank, is that on the flip side, um, my family was going through a situation when I was younger, and when I was battling with depression, but I didn't have anyone there. Mm-hmm. You know, and my family. Um, Portions of my family is super religious, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And one of the things was, you know, praying God to make it better, yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And because I didn't know any better, mm-hmm. I thought that was the answer, yep. you know? And it got to a point where I was uh, staying with a family member, and I got fed up, didn't know what to do, because I had went from school to school to school, got kicked out of one school, went to this school, went to that school, and got mm-hmm. picked on. Um, Cause I came from Indiana, so I had a, a country draw, mm. you know. And coming to the city, you know, it was overwhelming. Mm. Cause I, you know, slow, yeah. laid back, Trauma. you know, yeah. friends are friends. Yeah, you yeah. know, what I'm saying they're not out to see what they can get. Yeah. So coming to Ohio, it was overwhelming, mm. you know. And instead of talking to someone, mm-hmm. I secluded myself. Yep. Yep. You know, That's I went dormant. Do. Yep. You know, That's out in the do. public, I smiled, you know, laughed. I, I was a, um, they used to call, they they used to say I was an angry child, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know. And I took on, you know, that energy and that verbiage, yep. Yep. you know what I'm saying, not understanding it. And by the age of 17, I was so fed up. I literally um, grabbed a friend's gun, mm. went home, sat in my bedroom, Jesus. and pulled the trigger. And put it, put it right in my mouth, pulled the trigger. Now, for some reason, you call it God, the universe, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
the bullet didn't discharge. You how, know, so how old were you? I was 17 at the time. Playing football. Um, de- like I said, dealing with the family situation that I was going through. Mm-hmm. It was just overwhelming. Wow. Now, this last bout of depression, I had a situation um, that I dealt with personally. And I had friends there. And, and that was one of the main reasons why I made it out this time. Yep, yep. yep. And because... I was able to talk to them, yep. you know what I'm saying? And, and, and even though even though they saw I was hurting, you know what I'm saying, they joked around with me mm-hmm. and, you know what I'm saying, just they – it was those moments that they got me to relax. Yep. You yep. know what I'm saying? Yep. Just take a breather. It's going to yep. be all right. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And, and just being around them, it, yep. it let me know that. And, and so what ended up happening was that there was times that I would literally go home and I would cry myself to sleep, mm. you know what I'm saying? Because I would feel myself having anxiety attacks, panic mm. attacks, mm. didn't know what to do, mm. you know? So I, I started doing research. Mm-hmm. And and what helped me may not help someone else, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. But it was uh, uh, self-evaluation. It was mm-hmm. understanding, okay, these are triggers. These yes, is, okay, yes, this yes. Is, this is what I need to do, yes, yes. you know what I'm saying? But first... I have to get to a place. I got to a place where I started meditating, mm, mm-hmm. getting quiet, you know, uh, uh, just taking deep breaths, yep. you know what I'm saying, clearing my mind, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, putting on some music that helped calm yep. and soothe, yep. you know what I'm saying, my mind and, and my spiritual being, yep. you know, in order to get through it. Yeah. So so you just, uh, you just pulled up a bunch of stuff we need to unpack. So the first thing you talked about was anger. Mm-hmm. And sometimes our anger is really a mask for sadness and yes. depression. Yes. And as black men, we need to understand that so often we are seen as angry and it's really we hurting. Right, mm-hmm. right, it's, right. It's right, pain right. in there and we feel like if we express the pain, there'll be judgment. Right. There'll oh, be... What yes. you, look, you ain't supposed to be crying. Right. You ain't supposed to right. show no sadness. What right. you doing? So, all right, let me flip this and be mad. You mm-hmm. know, just forget act being up. sad. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pissed now. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So that's one piece. The second piece was about keep surrounding yourself with people. One of the biggest tricks, uh, and if you believe in spirituality... The one of the biggest tricks of the devil, evil, is to get you in isolation. Right. That's always God said that from the beginning. It's not good for man to be alone. That is one of the biggest tricks that when you feel down, your no, immediate thing is let yourself. me get away from right. everybody. Right. Like that's the exact opposite of what you need to right. do. You need to surround yourself around positive people who can lift you up and, and talk to you. The third thing you talked about was how you found ways to cope. So you talked about, you know, music, meditating, mm-hmm. that that self-reflection. All of us have to find what is it, that how we cope. You know, at the Urban League, we're working on this project, How I Cope, and showing people different ways that people cope. So some people it's music, some people it's dance, some people it's painting, right. some people it's a walk in the park. Um, for but me, a, but it's a ride form of my outlet. bike. Yeah, some way to cope. And what they teach us in terms of what we're doing on the mental health side is once those ways that cope stop working, then you need to go see somebody and talk right. to somebody. Mm. You know, try to find a way to cope, whether it's, you know, A, B, C, dance, whatever. If that's not working, though, you need to you need to call somebody, call the mental health. And I think those are fair steps. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Meaning get yourself together first. Let me see. Right. Let me see if I can do it. Let right. me see if I can take right. care of it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's the acknowledgement portion. Yeah, yes. yeah. And that's then acknowledge this ain't working. I done tried music. Right. I done right. tried this. 
I'm still feeling the same. It's still feeling the same. All right, I need to talk to somebody. And that's when, you know, you got resources like the Board of Mental Health where you can call and say, hey, you know, I'd like to talk to a therapist. They got Mm -hmm. a number of therapists. They got African-American therapists if you feel like you want somebody that's more from your background. Um, But that's where you reach out to those resources after you try some things to cope on your own and it's Mm. not working. Mm. That's, 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 That's heavy. So I guess my so how do y'all so I, I share share mine how I try to cope so I, I this is all recent habits I've developed over the years and I didn't know certain things was helping me cope I've learned like so music I didn't know that was a big thing for me until but looking at it now it looking works. at it now that is a huge thing for me put on the right music and I'm I can totally you know right. vibe and, and and shift moods and and kind of get in a good space riding my bike is another way bike um, bike bicycle bicycle ride my bicycle <laughs> hey, yeah, I'm yeah, with yeah, you. yeah not yeah. the motorcycle yeah. I ain't yeah. Yeah, um, and that's, so that's a good point it needs to be healthy ways to cope <laughs> there's some unhealthy ways like you know, oh, I'm about to go ride wheelies. Um, mm. uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it, or, right? or unfortunately, as many of us, you know, drinking and the smoking. Bottle, you yeah, know, right. like all right, let me go cope through. My dad liquor. always used to used to say, you know, people crawl into the bottle and think that's mm-hmm. gonna fix it. Yep, yep, and, and that's just... so true. I mean, some of us have seen that play out. Like, man, I ain't feeling good. Let's go get a drink. You know what I mean? Yeah, right, you know right. what I mean? Like that's yeah. that's kind of you know, and you just gotta be careful with that, is because then. You know, that becomes a habit. Every time I feel sad, my coping mechanism is the drink. Right. Every time, you know, so you just yeah. got to be careful with what so you choose of, to cope with. Instead of dealing with it, all you're doing is just numbing the pain for that moment. Yeah, that's it. Or, or you're, cho- you're so. choosing a way that's hurting you in another way to cope. Yeah. So it may be helping you temporarily, but it's hurting your liver, hurting the, your, uh, yeah. so many other parts of you is being yeah. hindered. Yeah, um, your pockets. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's real. Yeah, sure. So, yeah, that's part of it. I mean, I guess throughout, I mean, my ups and downs in life, I've always consistently had sports. Mm-hmm. That's my coping. Mm-hmm. I, yep. you know, I, mean, I still play to this day. Yep. That's my outlet. Even, yep. you know, going through deaths in the family, mm-hmm. uh, you know, losing your girl, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know, that that that, that triggers. Oh, no doubt. Right. No doubt. And uh, I always had a baseball game coming nice. around the corner. Nice. Coming around the corner, so. Yeah, that I think that's always been my outlet, and it's been a consistent outlet that just always kept me balanced. Even in high school, I didn't get into no dumb stuff because I knew I was, I was dedicated to baseball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know what I mean. So I guess that's another avenue. Like, okay, what what are you passionate about? Yes, yes. And really keep that in the forefront yep, yep. of your of your focal yep, point yep. In, in your future. Yeah, one of the biggest things in terms of like a. Not a deep level of mental health is your perspective and your mm. vision. That's you deep. know, yeah. if your perspective is one, you know, half empty, half full sort of deal. If your perspective is one of woe is the world, nobody right. loves me, mm-hmm. nobody cares about, I'm not a part of anything. You know, that sort of self talk that we do to ourselves. Right. That right. impacts us, you know. Right. Um, and sports sometimes is a way you see yourself as a part of something. You got a vision. Right, right. Uh, so we get so many things from sports that we could get in other ways of life as well. I think it's important to have a vision of where you're trying to go, a vision, and have purpose. You know, trust that I, I'm here for a reason. I mm-hmm. woke up today for a reason. Yes. Gratitude. Yes. I'm grateful for this. I'm thank. When you count your blessings, it's so hard to be uh, uh, thankful and agitated at the same time. Right. You know, it's hard to be like, man, I'm so happy for my <laughs> shoes, this, this, and then at the same time. Like, man, this, is, this, this weather. I mean, so yeah, now yeah, you're just yeah, nitpicking. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 So but counting your blessings is another way to just kind of, you know, remind yourself, gain perspective. Man, I'm living in America, for one. I didn't choose to live here. I could be living <laughs> in the worst parts of the world. You right. Know, though it ain't the greatest here, you know, 
It's better than some other places out in the world. Man, I woke up in a home today. Man, I woke up. I, I woke up. Right. I got out of bed. First on my and foremost, own right. You first know, and foremost. you know those whole things of gratitude. When you first wake up, I think some of us just jump straight to the media, like, "Yo, what's you know what's going what on? What everybody else thinking about right now? Right. You know what I mean? As opposed right. to let me center myself in gratitude first. So you know that would be my challenge. To some of the listeners, like when you wake up in the morning, before you jump on anything, first if you believe in God, thank God and be and say count a couple blessings. You know. Mm-hmm. Because uh, things can happen through the night. You know, the old school folks, you know, I always say, you know, it kept me through the night. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. That's what's up. Um, as far as myself, you know, my, my coping, uh, one of the things that I do now is uh, self-analyzation. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And asking myself, okay, where am I at today? What do I need to work on? Mm-hmm. What steps? You know, I lay out steps. What do I need to do? But first... For me, it's acknowledgement, mm-hmm. you know, and that has been a, a big part in my life, especially today and now that it has propelled me in, in different avenues of my life. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I'm able to to handle things uh, more crisp nice. in a sense, nice, nice. you know, and it's almost I've even heard people say, um, my confidence is almost an arrogance now, mm. you know, but it's just like, okay, well, whatever, you're fine. <laughs> exactly. You know what I'm saying? Because this is my life and yeah. I'm on purpose right now. Yeah, yeah. You know, and that's one of the things that when times seem to get hard, that's one of the things like, okay, what is my purpose? Yeah. My yeah, purpose is yeah. not done. Yeah. I have to keep going. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, and, and so yep. that's been um, an extremely huge help for me a coping you know? a coping mechanism yeah for you. you know and it, it's to be honest because i'm so purpose-driven now it's actually pissed a lot of people off oh yeah oh yeah you oh, know yeah. Oh, yeah. you Misery. know because they're like okay well company. you don't have time for me yeah well that's okay you you go and sit down you said you'll be all right the, sun, down, the right. sun's still gonna be up in the morning <laughs> and just so your circle so, matters i mean sometimes the circle is it the does. reason you know uh you know, bad company corrupts good character. I mean, sometimes it's that company right. around you that's the reason you're feeling down, and you realize, man, all my friends, right, getting high, they, they not they, doing nothing, they ain't got no hope or nothing. And that's what I'm around. That's what the environment I'm in, twenty four seven. Right. And you can see it with kids all the time. We see it with our kids when they and they hang around a certain group and come home. You like what? What you talking about? We, you know, you was with, okay. Exactly, yeah. exactly. You can you spot can exactly who they've been around. And, yeah. and as adults, we think it don't affect. Oh, I can be around such, such. That's just my friend oh, from no. my school. No, they're having yeah. an impact on you. you Absolutely. Know? Um, your, vac- your vocabulary changes. Yeah, Your yeah. walk changes. Oh, your yeah. style oh, changes. Yeah. And you know how it is in conversation. When somebody down, it's hard to talk about how good it is for <laughs> right. you. You know, they like, yeah, man, this so, is, you know, I'm going through this and that. They're like, ooh. Yeah. Well, Ain't I just bought a new here. car. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's hard to be like, oh, I'm living purposeful right now. I'm killing it. Life is great. You like, right. you don't even feel good talking about it. You know right, what I mean? Right, so, right. we do make adjustments to the people we're around, and you got to have some positive people around you. And Indeed. for coping, I mean, that's important. I know another probably another thing is I always look at the past and see, like, what's in me. Like, all right, back in the day. They went through some hardships, mm-hmm. so right. this can't let this can't yeah, stop me. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, like Emmett Till's mom. Yeah, yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah. She still found a way to move forward. You got to figure it out at sometimes. So you got to look at. You can do the comparison. We compare a lot of stuff mm-hmm, today. Mm-hmm. So why not compare? Like, all right, look deep d- down inside and say, yeah. 
all right, back in the day, who they had to deal with this, oh, yeah. this, oh, yeah. and this. Oh yeah, like I mean, you can't check out now. That's uh, the unfortunate thing about our 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 history is that we've been stripped from so much of it right. that we don't know our family history. Um, one of the biggest. So when I went through my bout of depression at the same time while I was when I first got aware of it, um, I had just established a real strong relationship with my great aunt, my grandfather's sister, mm. and uh, she lived in Oberlin. And I would go out there every other day and just sit at her feet and ask her questions. She'd tell just, me how they came from Oxford, Mississippi. How they, wow. you know, hitch rides up here to, oh, to Oberlin was the great, the promised land for them getting out of, you know, getting out that of Mississippi. hatred in Mississippi and how one of their siblings died on the way down and. Um, just what she had to go through at Oberlin College, just the racism and things like that. And I realized, yo, that same blood is in me, you know. Right. That's in me. What, what That strength that she drew to make it through that, that strength my grandfather drew to make it through that, that's in me. And sometimes, we, you know, we don't, we're not able to look that far back. Because we don't you know, know. Because we don't know. And, and to be able to draw strength from our ancestors, you know, some part of our tradition is... A, 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 a reverence for our ancestors. <laughs> yes. you know, I got yes. my Black Panther shirt on, and and you know in the movie Black Panther when he went down, you know and, uh, and, what, and, what did they? What was the cup called? He's like <laughs> you know, he drank from that purple cup. Oh yeah, you know, yeah, sleep. Yeah, you know he woke up with the ancestors. You know, and there was there's a reverence in our in our in our tradition for the ancestors that I think we've lost as well. That yeah, um, and it really has been stripped from us. That pra- that yeah. kind of practice. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's where we draw strength. I draw strength from my aunt. You know, and those stories she told me. I draw strength from them. It resonates with you today. Exactly, exactly. Because that's, I mean, what your aunt and them did, that's not easy. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? That's going going back to trauma. Yeah. That's traumatizing. I mean, you went from south completely different to the north. Yeah. And you sometimes you thought it was, all right, we made it. Yeah. Then you still face racism. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So how defeated could you really feel? Yeah, yeah. So that can mentally just like, all right, man, there's nowhere to go. Oh, yeah. But still stuck it through and still made it. Figured it it out. And even even when I look at my parents, you know, how hard my mother and father work. You know what I mean? I'm like, man, they was working 12-hour days, working two jobs. I'm like, that's in me. Mm-hmm. You know right. what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's like when right. I get tired, you know, I've been working today since I've been up. I woke up at 1.30. I was so anxious about this. Uh, <laughs> 1.30 this, this afternoon? 1.30 this no, morning. <laughs> you know, <'cause laughs> like, I've been up. But then, you know, when I get tired, I think about like my mom. Mom was tired, but she was getting up and going. Right. That same blood in me. You there know what I mean? Is. Like that's there in me. And I, I just wish more of our young people had examples like that. Um, and knew their family history because they got to find something in their lineage they can draw strength from. Right. You, it, so, everybody has a story. Everybody. That's what I always say. I mean, yeah. you guys know I, I'm deep into that stuff mm-hmm. and I do it on purpose because there's a lot of us just purposeless right now. Yes. Yes. We don't even know what's in us, in our yeah. blood. Yep. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. There's yep. Leg- I mean, we all learn about all this other history, George Washington and mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. People ain't got nothing to do with us. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know more about them than you don't even know your own great-great-grandfather's oh, yeah. name. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That is a, that's shameful. And it's hard though man like you said it's been stripped it's been intentionally uh hidden hidden, you know Mm -hmm. so it's it's not i was i was looking on uh, the other day on somebody's ancestry.com and um even that is so vague you know it's like west african uh it's like there's so many countries in west africa like that ain't helping me (laughs) that's no that's no they got they got this african ancestry website where actually will tell you what tribe like it's like this is what tribe your, your DNA is. lines up with, you know. So now I can I can dig down, look at some stuff. Um, so kinda, it's kinda not easy. Read, it, read the spirit no. of those people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, as as far as um, 
the importance of knowing where you came from, you know, in order to, in, in order to understand. Real quick, keep that where, thought. Where you're going. The other thought, you need well, to know well, where your spouse or partner is coming from and as well. And that's, and that's true. Because <laughs> you're inheriting. True. Yeah, because yeah. you're about to create but seed. First, but first it the, starts with you because if yes, you yes. are self-unaware, you know yeah, what I'm saying, yeah, how, yeah. how can you be aware of, yeah, no you doubt. know what I'm saying, who, you, who you're about no to doubt. co-op with? No that's doubt. That's true. You know, no doubt. Because and, that plays a part. This is the person that you may plan to have children with. Yeah, right? Yeah. You know what I'm right. saying? So what... What uh, uh, illnesses, you know yep. what I'm saying, what strength, what weaknesses yep. is going to affect that child. Yep. Yep. And, 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 and I mean, historically, he got a medical history on everything. So mm-hmm. researching, you can pull up old death certificates mm-hmm. to see what, what was the cause of death. Mm-hmm. That's important to know. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, Especially if you see reoccurring. It is, yep. And if, if it's and one of your great, great uncles had mental health. I mean, and if it's written down yeah, yeah. and he oh, clocked yeah. out. Oh, yeah. You got to acknowledge that. Oh, yeah. You notice when you go see a doctor, that's one of the first things that you fill out, family history. You right. Know? Right. Yeah, right. What's right. mother, father, what's on this side? That's right. That stuff has an impact on us. Yeah. Right? That and contributes. Then, but to your point, though, we need to know ourselves. But I think it's it's also important to know your partner or your spouse. Yes. And know right. your so, head. one, you can be a support for them, for one. So, it's like right. one thing I've learned through our marriage is like she knows when I'm having a bout. Of depression, okay. so okay. it's not she's not taking it personal. She's like, mm-hmm. I see, I know what's going on. Why don't you go for a ride? Why don't you do something? As opposed to early on, our marriage, she thought it might have been just something towards her. Like, mm-hmm. oh, has she done something wrong? And it's like now she's she sees like, oh, I know I ain't did nothing wrong. I'm right. good. you <laughs> having one of them bouts, and it's like, yes, I am. Let me take a minute to myself. In the right. same way, when I can see, all right, babe, you seem worked up. I, I take care of the kids. Why don't you go take care of yourself? Mm-hmm. It's like you can be true partners. That's um, communication. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's it goes back to just the importance of coping. You yeah, got to communicate yeah. this stuff no out. No doubt. Right. No doubt. No doubt. No doubt. That's a lot to unpack. That's that. That was a whole lot to unpack. Um, real quick, <clears throat> the definition for mental health, according to the World Health Organization. Mental health is a state of well-being in which the individual realizes his or her own abilities, can cope with the normal stresses of life, can work productively and fruitfully, and is able to make a contribution to his or her community. Mm-hmm. That's one of the things that goes back to communication. Even though I see you hurting, I can't read your mind on why you're hurting. Where is it coming from? Right. Right. You know what I'm saying? And... I know as far as the communication styles, generally speaking, women and men are different. Men, mm-hmm. generally speaking, usually get to the point. If women, it, it might take them 15 to 30 minutes they to actually get to their it. point. Right. And you got to probe. Right. But I think a lot of times, one of the things we have to understand as men is that when when a woman is relaying her feelings to us, not to cut her off, but to let her speak. Because if she loses her train of thought, what usually happens is... You don't get to the bottom of it. Right. Right. And then it ends up coming back, you know what I'm saying, two weeks later, three weeks later, a month later. Preach. When all she's like, well... And then when she says, well, you're not listening to me. Well, I I heard everything you said. No. (laughs) But you're not listening. Because when a woman says... Are you listening to me? She's saying, are you feeling me? 
Mm. Not are you hearing my words, wow, but wow. can you feel me? Wow, wow. When men speak and say, are you, are you listening? We're saying, can you com comprehend the yeah, words that yeah. are coming out of my wow, mouth? Wow, wow. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? So understanding yeah. the two is vital. No doubt, no doubt. In, in order to get down to the root cause uh, of what may ill somebody yeah. mentally. You know, and, and like I said, there's uh, one one thing that that I've researched, and, and it says that three of the three coping ways to cope with it is one to see a doctor and get medicated, mm -hmm. um, two to see a psychiatrist and uh, uh, someone that you can talk to, mm -hmm. and then three is um, self care. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, and I urge, you know, I, I, I urge, I urge the fam to, you know, look, look into this even deeper Yeah, because they said that, um, in doing the research, they said that over 50% of Americans have mental illnesses, mm -hmm. some kind of mental ailment. Some, yeah. Some, some type of mental health mm -hmm. issues. You know what I'm saying? And that's a lot. 50, and that's one out of two. Yeah. Yeah. That's, oh, yeah. that's a lot. And then they're saying that women under the age, women and children under the age of 35 and younger are more likely to experience things such as anxiety, mm. you know, than men are. Whatever oh, yeah. the reasons oh, yeah. and studies may be. Mm -hmm. um, and, and one of the, one of the, the websites that, that I'm looking at is, um, medicalnewstoday.com and then of course for like statistics and even more research is the um the government site mm -hmm. the uh the 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 mental health government yeah. site um I, I noticed that major categories of mental health illnesses there's 26 major categories mm -hmm. That's not even the subcategories. That's not even the breakdowns yeah, of the yeah, subcategories yeah. of the subcategories. Yeah. That's just the major categories. Yeah, it's interesting because in the tech space right now, they see the next big wave being around this awareness of mental health. Mm. Like there's all these apps being created and they invest in all this money because they believe a new awareness is about to happen mm -hmm. around people like these 26 that you mentioned. Because all of them are continuum, as I, as I mentioned before. Sometimes we go... You, you either on meds or you ain't. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? You're either crazy right. or you ain't. That's our two. But as you said, like there's there's 26 different main categories, know, categories that categories. you could have some issues in. And it don't mean they all the way to the place of needing to be medicated. Right. Some of right. these are just areas you need to be more self-aware and manage better. Some of these you need to see a specialist and a therapist over. Some of them you may need medication for. But the tech space is really seeing that like people is about to become more woke about their mental health state, and I think because of technology, we're wearing it all the time. It's yeah. on us, so right. it's help. It's it's a hindrance, but it's also helping us be more aware of, um, you know, our own state. Indeed, indeed. Um, so we would challenge any the listeners to uh, post your questions and. Have definitely. dialogue on, yeah. on, on this. The, oh, sure, right? most, most definitely. And share uh, the ways you cope. You know, that's if you got yes. some st skills and things that you're doing to cope, share them because people definitely. need ideas on, you know, what to do and want to hear how you're coping with it. Uh, that's big. That's, that's, that's good. That's hot. Um, Dag on it. These be some heavy topics. Yeah, no doubt, <laughs> man. I mean, we've, we dealt, we've dealt with some this. heavy stuff, man. I mean, as a people, as I mentioned, man. 
Um, we've dealt with a lot of violence, a right. lot of a lot of just dark things, man. Right. You know, mm-hmm. African Americans have the highest rate of diabetes, of heart disease, you know, all these things. Like we've dealt with so much pain on a physical level that mm. has an impact on us mentally. mentally. Right, 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 and, right. Um, we got to, we got to, you know, even getting suspended from school, mm-hmm. you know, our young people getting suspended, the, the mental toll that takes it, right. you re- the rejection you got to deal with because right. of that, the lack of acceptance, of course, um, the uh, anger that may accompany it. You're really sad, but, you know, you got to tag Then you labeled, yeah. you know, the judgment you're walking yes. around and, um, so we've dealt with a lot as a people, man, and we just we we can't take this stuff. I know we we sometimes are proud people, and we just take it on the chin. We take pride in the fact we took it on the chin, but mm-hmm. we gotta mm-hmm. find a space where we can start to you know cope and talk about right. these things and realize, yo, I, I probably need to put something on this wound I got here. Right, you know? right, uh, right. And one, one big open. thing is you know. A goody mob song still standing. Yeah. I always <laughs> add to it. You, <laughs> right. Since you're still standing, we might as well move forward. Yeah, exactly. yeah, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. There you all have it. Um, want to thank everyone that tuned in, that stopped in to hear the conversation this evening. Uh, once again, I want to give a big thanks to Frank Whitfield. Well, thank you. Um, thank you for the opportunity. The Lorraine County Urban League. Uh, this is his joint right here that we record out of. And we appreciate the space. No doubt. Um, to have conversation with the people, with the world, with the fam. Um, once again, got to give a big shout out and a big thanks to Mr. Ethan West. Yes, sir. The big yes, homie uh, for stopping in again. Uh, we're always having these type of dialogues at work, outside of work. Mm, um, so we're just thankful to be able to bring it, you know, to your phone, to your computer, wherever you're at, driving. Um, But once again, until next time, this has been a candid conversation with Mark D. Deuces. Peace. Peace.